Self-Discovery Radio. The discovery of self is but a show away. With over 1,800 shows and growing, we bring you those liberating stories that help you on your own life's journey from every single topic you can think of. The only common denominator is authenticity and being in your meaningful purpose. Come and read our new e-book, plus see our discovery store and what wonderful tools we have for you. Do enjoy our shows and don't forget to share. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my repeat guest is Susan Doyle Ingram. I had her on a little while ago where we were talking about publishing a book around business. Like it's kind of a new trend to actually share a book with other people, have a chapter in it, which actually gave me the idea to do the ebook here for, for Self-Discovery Radio, of which Susan will be actually publishing the next book. Um, and it's a great idea of a way of promoting yourself and getting something out there where it's not a great big, huge, full, full book, just a nice little snippet of yourself and the advantages that it is in business. But today we're going to take it into another direction. We're going to be talking about what it entails, what skill do you need, what story needs to be told in writing a book yourself. Is it a memoir? Is it um, something that you've always had a story within you that you want to get out? Are you feeling at a crossroads of wondering whether you could even author a book? You know, I haven't gone to school to be a writer. How do I know if I could even write a book? Well, we're going to be picking Susan's brain today and we're going to be discovering what you actually need to become an author. More and more people, mainstream, are becoming authors today. She's got the technique right down on how to get you out there so people are reading your books. But what do you need to start? So let's find out. But first, let Susan tell you a little bit about who she is, how she got into this, and uh, why she actually loves doing what she loves so much. Welcome back to the show, Suzanne. Thank you, Sarah. It's so nice to be here again. I'm really, really thrilled to be sharing with your audience again. Well, a delight to have you. But yeah, share a little bit about your passion about, you know, publishing books and why books are so important to you. Sure. Oh, my gosh. I could talk for the whole hour about that. But um, So what happened was, it's funny how sometimes you get to be, I'm 49 years old. I just had a birthday. And I think it's funny how I got to be a book publisher because I didn't start out to be a book publisher. How did that happen? And, you know, I um, I used to own a marketing agency. And I really, really loved that because I loved connecting people with their ideal customers. And that's what marketing really is. But what I found was that it wasn't really the whole picture. I, was, I wasn't I was able to really guide them the way that I wanted to. And when the economy changed in 2008 and 2009, yeah, um, I'm in Canada, but I work with a lot of Americans, and my business really took a hit uh, and when, when the economy was so challenging. And I started, I, I thought to myself, oh, what could I do differently? And I thought, well, maybe I'll write a book. And I have a degree in linguistics, so I am able to write. Uh, and I wrote, I, I looked at it from a marketing perspective, and that is the key. I didn't think, what's in me that I want to get out there? I think, what do people want to buy? So I wrote a book um, about gluten-free recipes because my family was going on a gluten-free diet. And with the, you know, the keywords and the search engine optimization and the other skills that I had, I made it into a bestseller. And the funny thing is that I, is I wrote it under a pen name because I was so terrified that it would completely <laughs> fail. I didn't want anybody to know it was me. 
So that's sort of the funny thing about that. But I, uh, you know, I, I just like people to know, like, I'm real and I... I'm afraid too, because <laughs> most people that come to me are afraid. Um, and so then it just turned into, you know, coaching others. So many people came to me like, how did you do that? How do I write a book? How can I write a book? And uh, I've developed a whole online program now, and I have lots of, like, I've helped over 700 people write a book. And I love what I do. I love it so much because I take a person from being unsure and afraid and not knowing how any of the pieces connect to actually getting them published and out there. And that's the, and then we can talk about this in a minute, but that's where the real work begins mm. after they finish their book and get it out there. Well, I mean, just like yourself, you didn't know you had a book in you, right? And it's like, okay, I'm going to write a book. What about, you know, okay, this is what concerns my family. I'll write it and see if anyone's interested. And then, yeah. lo and behold, it's a bestseller. You've got some people who are going to, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to be the next J.K. Rowling's. Um, yeah. You know, uh, most likely not. But that doesn't mean that you cannot be a very productive author um, and your book can really get out there and really hit somebody where they really need it. Of course, I interview so many authors and um, you know, some people are, have just written a great story. Some people have been conduit writers. Some people write about business or write about what they're doing in life. Um, but you have to have, first and foremost, a passion, don't you? You know, there has to be something within you that's that drive, that passion to tell that story, no matter what it is. Well, yes and no. You might be surprised for me to say that. But mm. um, I think that a lot of people, the majority of people, think, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to sell a lot of copies. But I actually teach people not to worry about book sales. I have, my book I'm working on right now is it's not about the book sales because it's really about what you do with the book and how you use the book as a vehicle mm -hmm. to get exposure and visibility for you. Because once you get more exposure and visibility, then you'll sell books. Yes. So it's very interesting. I also caution people not to worry because sometimes people think, my story, what is my story? I don't know if I, I never fell out of an airplane. I never got hit by lightning. You know, I'm just average. I'm just kind of normal. But what I really think is that there are no ordinary people. Each one of us is extraordinary in our own way. And we all have what I call a million dollar gift inside of us. Mm. And we have, we, we can tell our story in a way that inspires others. And even if you only reach you know, two or three hundred people, maybe two, three thousand people, you could change somebody's life with your story by encouraging them, by sharing something that you've gone through. I mean, I'm working on a book right now, um, volume two of Shine, which you mentioned earlier, uh, the multi-author books. Mm -hmm. I do those books too. And so this book was, uh, is women, women entrepreneurs and they each tell their story about adversity and, uh, when the first book came out, it was one of our most successful books we've ever had. It hit uh, on Amazon. It became a hot new release in about seven different categories. But the, what was really great about it was so many people wrote to me and said, wow, this book was so inspiring. I want to sit down with every single one of these women and have a cup of tea. Right. And so the thing is to remember is that you may not, uh, the listeners might not think, oh, I don't know about my story, but when you're writing a book that could be a memoir, it could be an inspirational story or a motivational book, always think about the reader, not yourself. Yeah. Think, what do I want the reader to feel? 
what do I want the reader to think and what do I want the reader to do? And if you can write it from the perspective of how you want your reader to feel, it'll be a completely different book than you sitting down and thinking, okay, what are the nine things that have happened to me in my life? Okay, I'm going to write about this, 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 because then the reader feels disconnected. Yes, yes. I, you know, I, having interviewed, I mean, I'm a storyteller as well with the radio shows. That's what people are doing. They're sharing their story, no matter what it is. They're sharing their story. And, and you know, I have a lot of what I call, you know, virgin people, never been interviewed before. Um, they're, yeah. they're there sharing something, and they say, well, I just don't know if anyone's going to be interested. And you've got to understand yeah. that there are, what, 7 billion people in the world, or trillion people in the world, and there is somebody out there that needs to hear your story. Because it's similar yeah. to their story. And if you have overcome, or if you've found a way to thrive, or if you've made a discovery of self um, that will help them on their journey of life, as you said, it could be 100, 1,000, it could only best be one. But if you've had that effect on somebody's life, that was the reason why you had to write the book. Yes, yes. And I think that one of the basic human needs is a feeling of belonging. Mm -hmm. And so when your reader reads your book and they think, oh, my gosh, I'm not alone. This person has been through this, too. And it might not even be the same thing. But, for example, I'm working on a book right now for a client that I, I had a conversation with him yesterday. He just sent me his book, and I was skimming it for now. I've got to get, you know, properly work on it. But I said to him, he, he, in his book, he was talking about overcoming um, a drug addiction, and I said, the principles that you're discussing in your book are the same, whether it's a food addiction, a drug addiction, alcohol addiction, so you could go and speak at so many yes. different groups. You could speak to parenting groups, you could speak to recovering addict groups, you could speak to AA, and so to be able to write your book in such a way that it can, it can make, create an impact on a lot of people is amazing. Well, that's what people want, isn't it? They want to know they're not alone. You know, this is, yes. I'm not the only one living in this hell, or I'm not the only one that's had this experience. Uh, somebody yeah. else has had it as well. This is what they did, and, and it gives, you know, I always say inspiration for invitation. It invites people to step forth into their own lives because somebody else has done it, and in that courage, in that strength, in that knowledge, you're now passing that on to the other people who need it. Um, so, you know, whether it's, you know, a book of, of your own life or what's going on, or maybe you've got a story in there. Um, I had a wonderful woman who actually was um, uh, a forensic artist, and uh, she ended up writing a wonderful series of books about um, a forensic artist uh, who actually now becomes a sleuth. You know, works with the oh, detectives. That's great. And she's gone on to write numerous series that have been so well adopted. But the success comes is that she wrote from something she knew and bought in the adventure and bought in. Also, she took a fact of something that happened in the past and then brought it into the future as the storyline. So there was so much yeah. reality in yeah. it, along with the fantasy, that you just dived right into it, believing every single word is absolutely true, that it's all possible. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's a great point that you made, because maybe your listeners are thinking, well, I want to write a book, but I haven't had a great tragedy to have overcome. Right. And one of the easiest ways to write a book is to think about what do people come to you for advice on all the time? Because you can easily write a how-to book. Mm -hmm. You might know how, maybe you make beautiful handmade kites out of 
carton. I don't know. Maybe that's something that you do. And so you can paper. literally <laughs> write a book on how to how to how to make kites with yes. your children. Or yes. maybe you know you're you're really crafty and you have a, you can do like 607 things to do with your kids this summer. Or you know anything like that. Um, I. I the my book right now. I mean, I have written and co-written fourteen books, so I'm getting wow. up there. But yes. um, I I'm writing one on that's like a, basically a list of forty-seven ways to use your book as a marketing tool because that's all. That's totally what I'm about. How to use your book instead of writing a book like a lot of people they write a book. They get it up on Amazon, and if you want me to get into the how-to, I can totally do that mm-hmm. for your listeners. But they get it up on Amazon, and then it's like crickets. Nothing happens, and that's just the beginning. Yes. That's not where it ends. Well, I mean, my brother is a is an author, and has been an author for a long time, and you know, master's degree in 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 writing, and um, um, and uh, his books are just wonderful. He's been writing a lot for youth, in, uh, but now he's kind of gone back more into adult version. And I get lost in his books. I absolutely love mm. them. But he has zero marketing skills. He's kind of the old school, handed over to the publisher. The publisher does all the work. And, yeah. uh, you know, one thing, thing I think that's very, very important for people to know today is that you can't hide behind your book. You have to step up and own your book. Yeah. And you have to be willing to do the podcast, the speaking engagements, the everything for people to know who you are because people it's not just a question of selling your books it's that people love to identify with the author yes yeah they feel like they get to know you yes yes Mm -hmm. yes you know and that's the thing about people that try for years and years and years to get published by a traditional publisher what many times what ends up happening is a publisher really doesn't do much marketing. You still have to market your own book. Zero, actually. Zero. <laughs> you, you know, you really do. And yeah. and and that's, it's very disappointing. Very disappointing for people. And that's why self-publishing is so amazing now. It's come so far and it's not a dirty word anymore. No, no, no. You just have to be careful who you go with. I mean, if there's 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 something that I would love to caution your readers about is that you do not have to order a thousand books anymore. People, right. it's antiquated yeah. thinking. There's something called print on demand, which is very very high quality nowadays. So you really only need to order twenty or fifty or a hundred books at a time. No one should have a garage full <laughs> of a thousand books. Yes. No one. That's bad. Don't do that. Please yeah, don't do that. I, I came across somebody who who charges. Um, I think at the time it was um, at least 10000 to do the book. And then yeah. you had to then buy all the books and you had to do all the marketing. And you think, hang on, you wrote the book. You know, you've, you, all they've done is just laid it out, maybe a, a book cover and printed it. Um, but yeah. you're now yeah. to do it. Where did that 10000 go? <laughs> you know? I know. Well, probably it's, a lot of times it's a printing company a masquerading as a publishing company. Yeah. And they just make yeah. money off the, 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 the printing the books. So Which that really, really infuriates me. Yeah. Yeah. I, recently I just went think that's that. awful. Um, There's so yeah. many, so many authors that come to me and say, I spent $10,000 on my book and I don't know where it is. I don't even know how to look. It's not on Amazon. And they're not even, oh, this drives me crazy. They're not even put on Amazon properly. There's not even a, it's not even, there's no author profile. There's, I, right. every single, yesterday I just had a call with someone, one of my free discovery calls, and I looked at her book on Amazon. I said, okay, I'm giving you some homework. You need to get on there. You need to go on um, author.com. 
Amazon.com and claim your book and set up your author profile and upload your picture and do all this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I have, a, I have a lot of cleanup work that I do for people. They come to me after they go somewhere else and realize they didn't get what they needed. So, yeah, I need to, I need to get out there more and start screaming from the mountaintops about what, you know, what your rights are as a, as a writer and, and, you know, how to make sure that you're protected and that you're, you know, you're, you're set up properly. Well, let's, let's, let's be the mountain right now. You know, give some people some points at the present moment of what they need to look for. Uh, you know, uh, so they, you know, they obviously don't get scammed and they come to someone like you who really knows okay. what they're doing. So what, what, what okay, do they okay. need to know? Okay, so when you're looking for a publisher, um, there's a couple different things to look for. So the, the big, the big publishers, I mean, it's even, it's hard to get near them. So think about it this way. Let's pretend you're looking at a, a horizontal line. You're a lot, from the left side of the, screen or in front of your face from the left side to the right side on the left side the the dot at the end of the, the end of the line let's say that's traditional publishing all the way up on the right hand side let's say that's self-publishing so on the left traditional publishers um you get an agent you send your book to them they publish it and you get um royalties every time they sell books you get a cut you might make a dollar or 50 cents every time a book sells um, it's very difficult to make changes to that book. Uh, you really have not much control over it at all, if you're lucky enough to get a traditional publisher, which, by the way, I do not think that's lucky. But, but I'm just saying that in quotations. So over on the right-hand side, way over on the far right, is self-publishing. That is when you up, you like figure out how to do it all on your own with no help whatsoever. And then sort of along the line towards... There's companies like mine that are hybrid sort of publishing companies where you pay an upfront fee and they get your book on Amazon for you. So that is what I recommend because you still, when you're looking for someone in that realm, make sure that you know exactly what you're going to get for your money. If they say you're going to get a thousand books or 500 books, run away because you don't need that many books. You need the, you need to pay a smaller upfront fee with the ability to order books later at a reasonable price. You certainly don't ever order your own books on Amazon because that's full price. Right. Um, so, you know, make sure that you have that. Make sure that you have control. Ask them, what happens if I want to change something to my book six months from now? What what does that look like? How does that work? How much is it going to cost me? And how long does that process take? And um, also, you know, you want to ask if you have 100% rights to the book. That's That's what I do. I just basically set people up on Amazon and give them the rights to their book so that they can do whatever they want with it. And you want to be able to, like, have some flexibility like ask them questions like what if i want to change the price what if i want to change the co- the cover and the reason you want to ask those questions is to gauge what their answers are first of all it takes them four days to get back to you i don't really think that's very good um look yes. at how how quick they are to get back to you look at um how accommodating they are look at how flexible they are and you want to go with someone that makes you feel good and makes you feel like they're going to take care of you rather than they're the boss and you're like this little peasant groveling for crumbs <laughs> on the floor no you want to be an equal in this relationship yes. so um, that's, that's one way of looking at it and there are lots of um, companies out there but the bigger the company the more you're going to be treated just like a number Yeah, and okay. so that's kind of something to be cautious about as well. Well I mean this is something so personal from you you know. The, you, Pardon you know, that your phone cut out for a second I didn't oh, hear what I'm you said. I'm saying this is something so personal from you 
You know, you yes. you really, yes. you know, this is your heart and soul you've put into this. It's your baby. Yes. Yes. You don't want to hand it over to someone that's going to rewrite it. I recently went through that with, you know, with these chapters that we did from from um, our, our people I've interviewed. Uh, they contributed chapter yes. into the ebook, and uh, the yes. the publisher uh, rewrote somebody's chapter and rewrote her poem. And it took on a totally oh. different meaning, right? And oh, she was terrible. extremely upset. And he was given every single body's email that if you have to do any editing, you get in contact directly with that person on any updates or rewriting you have to do. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. Instead, he just reached out to say, I want to publish your next book, right? And uh, I designed oh. the cover, and uh, it mm-hmm. ended up also... Um, I can only put it up on iTunes. I can't do anything for a PC. So he didn't even give me an ebook that could be read by anything else other than Apple users. And so, oh I my, at, you know, I looked at and, what and I was everybody's doing. on Amazon. The majority yeah. of people are on Amazon. You got to have it on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, that's the thing too is that you get given advice, um, all the things they say they're going to do, and then when it comes down to it, oh no, but oh no, but, and the moment you hear oh no, but. Yeah. Ask for personal recommendations from people and never pay f- in full up front. Pay fifty uh, percent or whatever their deposit is, and then when you're—that's how I do it, anyways. Mm. I say to people, fifty percent up front because we do all the work, and then when when you literally receive the paperback book proof copy in your hand and you approve it, that's when I ask for the remaining of the the, the remainder of the payment, and then we make it live on Amazon. I think it's fair to everyone because if they're not happy then they don't pay <laughs> but but that's good business that means yeah, that you you, know, you believe yeah. in what you're doing you, you as you said yeah. it's a relationship with the person you're doing they feel they're not just handing over their baby to someone you know to to sell to the whatever you know it's yeah. it's going to be yeah. looked after you respect what they're doing you're guiding them through the process it becomes a relationship you know not just like yeah. an out to gouge you and uh, yeah. uh, and there are so many um you know, we keep talking about fake news. There's so many fake publishers out there. Um, oh, I know. I all, know. All it the, makes me so yeah, mad. Yeah. And, and there's also this thing about you can publish yourself, put anything up. Well, they, you know, there is a particular font size you need to do, a particular layout you need to do. I mean, I know you do all of that. But for people who go and do yeah. it themselves, well, I you always know, they do people, it all wrong. You know, you don't want it to look self-published. That's right. the problem. We want it to look like a completely traditionally published book, which is how our books look. But, but So I say to people, we will do whatever you want us to do. But I will tell you, I don't like that idea. I think that's a bad idea. But bottom line is, eventually, you know, the customer will win. But I do, I'm very firm about saying to them, this isn't going to look professional. I don't want to do this. And then they go, okay, okay. Right. <laughs> I, I, had, I had someone once that wanted to... Um, to include pictures in the back of the book of um, themselves on a billboard, um, several pages of billboard pictures. And I okay. said, Are, were you, that, first of all, I think that's kind of weird, but were you actually, are these real? Like, were you, and he said, oh, no, we just had them created. And I went, well, no, we can't put that in the book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. um, so I mean, I have a got, yeah. Yeah, over the years, it's funny because I used to be more like the customer's always right, but over the years, I've gotten more and more firm about, no, 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 I know what I'm doing, trust me. And yes. they go, okay. But some people also don't have the ahead. vision, do they? They don't have the vision. Like if they've written the book, but they they don't really know what yes. they want for a cover or this or that. It's like, 
they, sometimes they kind of become so trapped in their book, you know, the, the handling yeah. over or having it kind of, you know, uh, yeah. there for everyone to see. It's like it almost becomes you have to pull it from the hand, so to speak. Um, yeah, and they don't I know that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've worked with people that are very, very emotionally attached to their book. And what I've discovered over the years is so much of it comes from fear. We're, we all fear being judged. What if I put it out there and people think I'm stupid? What if I put it out there and people hate it? What if I put it out there and I get a bad review? And I always say to them, you know, uh, to the world you might be one person, but to one person you might be the world. So you what if you put it out there and three people say, I don't like it, and they're coming from a place of jealousy, or they're maybe just sour people, who knows, but you've got, you know, 97 other people who benefited from it, so you can't let that stop you, there's always going to be people who criticize, and I am, I mean, I am a really outgoing, confident person, but I still have a really soft interior, and I hate being criticized too, (laughs) so I totally understand what that's like, I really, really understand, I have, you know, so many times I'll I just, I really feel like if I waited for all my stuff to be perfect, I would never put anything out there. So I do videos where there might be a shadow on the wall behind me and people criticize it. And I go, well, you know what? Nine other people thanked me for that. So, oh, well, I'm sorry you didn't like the shadow on the wall, but I, I wouldn't be done. It wouldn't be done at all if I was waiting for everything to be perfect. Well, I, I look upon that is that if you're so hung up on the little imperfections, you clearly are not ready to hear the content. Oh, yes, yes, that's very good. Right? Yeah. Because you've got people that they can't see anything unless they see it perfectly because they know they have imperfections in their own life and everything is nitty-gritty. They haven't yet let go, you know, found their breath. And, you know, one of the things I think we have to understand is that sometimes those little imperfections uh, bring the character and, you know, it's it's part of yeah. the story. It's part of what you're trying to say. And, uh, y- yeah, I mean, you know, don't do a video that's extremely noisy or psychedelic going on, you know, obviously. There's yeah. a certain amount yeah, of yeah, 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 totally. Um A lot of people do them in the car, and then you've got sirens going by and things like that. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine driving and shooting a video at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But people do. People do. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is, is that you know you want this video to uh, to really say what it is you're trying to do. So, like you've written your book, it's not about buy my book, buy my book. Again, it's yes. got to be inspiration to for invitation, and it's got to oh, be. Yes. I loved writing this book. I'm sharing this with you. You know, this was a, an enormous challenge I had to come across to write this book, but I'm so proud of what I've done. You're now inviting mm. people to come and listen to it. So the old mm. marketing of the, you know, the big boomer, you know, um, is, it has gone, isn't it? It's really about invitation now. Absolutely. And I'll just speak to that for a few minutes because I think that's a really, really important point that you've made. So when someone publishes a book, when your book is done, for any of your listeners, you know, maybe there's people who've already written books that are listening right now and, and they're thinking, how can I revive this? I want to I want to sell some books. So I always say to people, don't sell your book, sell you. Yes. So if what I, I don't ever say, you know, friends and family, please, please buy my book. Could you do me a, don't say, could you do me a favor? Could you buy my book? You don't want pity sales. That's what I call pity sales. Because I would say most of the time your friends and family are not your ideal readers. Your readers may be completely different people. So if I use one of my clients as an example, her name is Alicia. She is 
amazing. I love her. She's one of the most positive people. Um, she, maybe you should have her on your show. She's so fantastic. So she she wrote a book. She wrote a book about her weight loss journey. She had um, surgery and she lost over, I think she lost 130 pounds. And it, it completely changed her life because she went from being ashamed and embarrassed to being a motivational speaker. And so I, to use her as an example, what happens is I publish her book for her and then I say, okay, now the work begins. Now here's what you need to do. And I have a checklist that I give to my clients. It's about 25 things they need to do. And so one of them is, you know, on your Facebook profile, um, on your about section, does it say that you're a published author? Yeah. Does it have a link to your book on Amazon? So do that there. Do it on LinkedIn. Do it on your website. When I go to people's websites that I know are authors and there's no mention of their book, I think, are you ashamed of your book? Why isn't your book on your website? You should have a picture of your book and the link to the book on Amazon. Don't sell your book yourself from your website because it looks really small time and people trust that they can buy safely and securely on Amazon. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. credit card is already on Amazon. They just click a button. They don't have to like walk across the room, find their credit card. They don't want to do that on your website. Don't make it hard for them to buy your book. And you plus, I don't want my clients to be having to sit there at night at 10 o'clock at night after the kids go to bed, putting a book in an envelope and mailing it the next day. I mean, who's yeah. got time for that? Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. Amazon is for. Exactly. Yeah, and, 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 and of course, Amazon is the leading, you know, I mean, it's a, yeah. it's the leading oh, yeah. thing. And everybody, as you said, is comfortable with it. And, you know, some people, and, they yeah. just do it through PayPal or this or that, and that's no problem. And of course, we know that they're very good at delivering. And if they don't, they're very good at refunding. You know, it's uh, you, yeah. it's tried and true. Yeah. So why would you go in anywhere exactly. else? And It's, it's uh, very trusted, right? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm going to hit a little bit about on that, actually, because... Um, I interview a lot of people who have written books, and I go to their site and say, but where is your book? Where is your book cover? You know, where's it's the Amazon there. link? And it's like, yeah. oh, well, it's up on Amazon. I said, I put your name and I put the title up on Amazon, and I can't find it anywhere. And it's Okay, really well, you were just to me if that happens again, because I can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point, though, is that they've written the book, you know, and, and they don't... No one can find it. You don't want to be the world's best-kept secret. Yeah. <laughs> you took the time to write this book, to publish it. Yeah. You know, stand yeah. in, in pride of it, all right? You don't stand, yeah. you know, yeah. in fear of what people's reactions are going to be. I know that some people have, have gone out and made little uh, movie videos for their book. Um, one yeah, guy book did, trailers. Yeah, 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 and it's it's amazing. He did this amazing book trailer for his book Prometheus, and it's and it's you know you think that you're about to see a movie, and it's a book trailer, and it's kind of neat, right? Yeah, and when you set up your author page on Amazon, which I'll repeat it again, author.amazon.com, you can upload a video there, and so you upload your book trailer video on there. It's free real estate on Amazon, yeah. and I mean what? More credibility can you have that my my uh, some of my realtors that are in my real estate books they love having an Amazon author page they put in their e their email signature and everything they just think it's the coolest thing ever <laughs> and it takes like five minutes to set it up I I, I do them all the time for people it's so funny um, but what I was going to say I, I had one other thing to say what was it um, okay Sorry. just one quick thing when I say I think your reader your listeners might have a, a question going on here and I'm going to answer it just in case anybody does so. When, when I say, oh, you just get your book on Amazon, the, they might say, well, how do you do that? So there are a lot of ways of getting your book on Amazon. There are basically what I call vehicle websites. 
So lightning source is one of them. Don't write these down because I don't want you to use them. So you, lightning source, Ingram Spark, Lulu, book, book blur, blur, book baby. There's a whole bunch, but the very best one is called Create Space. Yes. CreateSpace.com because it's owned by Amazon. So it's free to set up an account there, but the key is you have to have somebody else do the interior layout of the book professionally and the cover design professionally. If When you're looking for a cover designer, please hire somebody who has already done book covers. I don't care if they've done brochures for you for 15 years mm-hmm. or benches or... I don't know, skyscraper wraparounds on buildings, whatever. There's lots of really great graphic designers out there, but it's a very unique skill to be able to design a book cover. And it's amazing to me how many times people say, I want to use my own designer. And I'm like, oh, here we go, because they, they've never designed a book cover before. And they're beautiful looking, but they don't get approved by Amazon because the width of the spine is a mathematical formulation that needs to be calculated according to the number of pages and exactly what kind of paper you're using because imagine there's different papers with different thicknesses. So it's very complicated and I get passionate about it because people don't understand how complicated it is to get your front, back, and spine perfectly formatted and have it approved by Amazon. So make sure you hire somebody who um, has done it before. And again, interviewing so many authors, I can tell you one thing, and this is a pet peeve of mine, the black book with the red writing on it. It disappears. Or the graphic (laughs) on it. It disappears. I know. I know that guys love black. It's sexy. Yeah. But, you know, it's everything on it disappears. And uh, if it's not sharp, when you're putting it in a smaller uh, picture, it's just a black blob. And you want something to stand out. yeah, Yeah. Totally. People think about it this way: your cover, until someone's holding it in your hands, when they're holding it, when they're holding your book in their hands, they've already bought it. So think about the people who you want to buy your book. The only way they see your cover is on Amazon as a thumbnail. So your cover has to look really, really good, really, really small. Yes. <laughs> Most people don't think about that. So it has to look good, really small. And I have training in my in my online program where I show really bad covers. And I go, this is bad, and these are the reasons why. Okay. This is good, and these are the reasons why. Because uh, people say you can't judge a book by its cover. Well, they're wrong, because people judge books by their covers every day. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's how they, that's what sells books. Well, if I'm at a bookstore, um, yeah. you know, I very often I don't know what I'm looking for. I let a book speak to me, right? And, mm-hmm. and you know, a book cover kind of just draws me, and I look at it and go, oh, you know, I, I, I like the presentation of it. Um, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I like the colors of it because they're inviting, you know, especially if you're talking doing a book on, on, on lifestyle or self-help. You don't want a dark and gloomy one, right? You want something that psychologically I the know. color picks you up and it invites you because you've also got to look at the subliminal message that your book is sending. Absolutely. Yeah. And even the difference between a matte and a glossy cover. Mm. I have um, some of my clients' books in front of me here. I always have a stack of books everywhere. It's hilarious. But so um, Dana Smithers, she wrote a Law of Attraction gratitude journal, and it's a beautiful white cover with bright red writing and kind of like bubbles. And it's beautiful. And it's glossy. And it feels glossy. It feels bright and attractive. And then my other client, Dr. Jody Cox, she has a book about, it's called A Better Way, Your Guide to Abundant Health. And it's, uh, she's a chiropractor and she wrote a book about attaining, you know, 
true health. And hers is a matte cover. And when you pick it up, it feels really good in your hands. There's something about matte, but I'm really picky about that. I use bright, shiny covers for certain themes, like you're saying, yep. and then I use matte covers yep. for other. And her book is still bright. It's white and, and pale blue. Yeah, but I, um, I can see it right here because we've got it in the poster here on the blog. Uh, we've got a whole oh, okay, uh, load good. of your pictures here. So <laughs> You're looking at it. Yeah, I'm looking at it. And, and you know, you've got a, a few others where you have the person on the front, you know, um, because it's yes. about them yeah. and it's about what they're doing. And then, you know, you've got yeah, the posh totally. pain can, fix. Can you, you see the one called Mentor and Me with uh, Alan Stewart? Uh, mentor and me. Hang on, hang on. I'm just. He's a, he is a realtor, and his book is him standing in front of a gorgeous wooden door, and it's his full length picture. And he's very handsome, so that actually helps if you're attractive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, I love like sometimes people want just their head on the cover, and I go, oh, it's a bit much to have this big, huge head yes. <laughs> on the cover. I like the I like full-length body shots for a cover, but right. it depends on the on the subject totally. Yeah, yeah. and 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 it's, you know, what is is it about you? Is it about your tale? Yeah. Is it about a self-help book? And then, if you are going to be doing a series of the book, it is good to have you on cover because then people go, oh, him, he's got a new book because they've seen your face yeah. right before they see the title. Yeah, yeah. So you know, are they, yeah, and you could put your picture on the back cover, but not everyone's going to see your back cover. If they buy your Kindle, they'll never yeah. see your back cover. They'll only see the front cover. Yeah. Yeah, there's so there's so many, oh my gosh, I, there's so many other things I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I want to get back to is when I was talking about what people can do with their book once it's like how they can use their book as a marketing tool. And so I think everybody needs to have a page on their website Um and I see this mistake a lot where they have a they have a page on their website about their book, but they forget to make it about what's in it for the reader. Like mm-hmm. why would the read not just about like, hey, I wrote this book and I'm great and and it's about me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's gotta be like what's in it for the reader. Um and then they can do other things too, like if you're a speaker or if you're holding a workshop, everybody who pays you know, nine, $97 for the workshop gets a free copy of the book, or and then you autograph the book. And um, you can also, you know, start positioning yourself as a speaker if that's what you want to be doing. Um, because radio and podcast show owners really like published authors yes. as their guests. As a, if, they, if they have to choose, I mean, you might correct me, but if you had to choose between two people who are fairly similar, and one was a published author and one wasn't, wouldn't you pick the published author? Well, if it's, if it's to do with a book, most certainly, because I have people who just come on and talk about something else totally different. But if you are an author, most of the time they come from publicists, and that's another thing, right? Um, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, very, very often I don't pre-interview those people because I've already got all the content and everything there. Very often they send a book, whether it's a PDF or an ebook or the actual book to me ahead of time and gives me a chance yeah. to really look at it. Um, I think you have to be very careful when you're picking up your podcasting. I had a gentleman on here a little while ago that was a pilot, but he'd written a book about a true story about a woman who'd killed her child and then was trying to commit suicide herself because she was going to jail and she didn't want her son brought up by the abusive father. And uh, oh, she, wow. she didn't die and she's in jail. Uh, but he felt a little guilty because he knew something was up but didn't have the time to stop and talk to her. So it always haunted him. So a totally different story. He went on a podcast and wow. all they asked him about was Sully, the guy that, you know, landed in the Hudson River. They didn't mention yeah, him yeah, yeah. once. So kind of know what podcast you're going on. I, I take an hour to do my shows because I want to know. I want my audience yeah. to know. Uh, the other thing yeah. is this. 
If you are being interviewed, whether it's a written interview or a podcast interview, make sure on your site you have a media page of other shows you've done and invite yes, people to come and absolutely. listen to them, right? This is important. Yes, yes. You're not bragging. You're letting people know of how many people are actually interviewing you and you're allowing people to come in and listen to your story, which go, it leads them want to buy your book. Absolutely. And it's credibility because if you don't have a media page there and they don't know all the things that you've done, then they'll think you're a no-name and they will categorize you as such in their mind. And so, or they go, oh, she's been on 16 different podcasts? Holy mackerel, she's kind of a big deal. Exactly. You, you want them to know that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I coach my clients on, you know, when they are trying to get booked on radio shows or podcasts, I always tell them, don't go on there and just talk about your book. What you want to do is take three to five key points out of your book and talk on those points, and then you can very subtly say, well, in my book I was la, 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 and kind of expand on it, but you don't want to be the whole focus of the podcast shouldn't be about the book. A hundred percent. You know, again, I'm an hour show. It's really about what led them to writing the book. Why was it so important to write the book before we even get into the content of the book? Um, because yeah. people want to know how, why, what made you do it? How did you get the characters? You know, uh, was it a true story? You know, they want to know that story before they, yeah. the story of the book. It's not just a question yeah. on, and in my book, I've had that. I, and these are people that um, are used to those kind of podcasts. You know, I call them yeah. a little bit grandstanders. They get out there and they're not used to conversational shows. Um, they're mm -hmm. used to kind of just platform. I've got five minutes, blah, 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 and it's out there, and uh, they really yeah. haven't got the interactive. <laughs> so you've got to know, yeah. again, if you're going on a podcast, listen to that style of that person and know what you're going to get. And you can refuse if it's not your style, yeah. right? Yeah. Because oh, yeah, this absolutely. Is Do your homework. You. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. if, if anybody's writing on you, ask for final approval before they print. Yes. I was going to say, getting back to my example client I had earlier, Alicia, who lost 130-something pounds, uh, is probably more by now, but so with her, she has, you know, an outline for um, a talk that she can give, whether it's on a podcast or in person or even write an article on it um, or a blog post or something. So it's basically like five key things that she learned along the way of, on her massive weight loss. And so the listener might not be someone who is, uh, overweight, but maybe they're trying to quit smoking, or maybe yes. they're you know have an addiction to chips or something mm -hmm. or whatever it is. So it's it's uh, you know she's introduced as the author of such and such book, and then she can say you know here's what I learned along the way. One is you know never give up, or one you know number two is set a daily schedule. And so the content that she's giving in her interview is incredibly helpful, whether or not someone goes to buy the book. But they might feel like I kind of like this girl. I'd like to. I want to kind of be more connected with her. I'm going to find her. She mentioned her Facebook page. I'm going to go on. I'm going to join her Facebook group, or I'm going to go on Amazon and find her book. I'm going to buy her book. And so it's never, the audience is never told like buy my book, buy my book. You know, it's more like I like her, and so I'm going to buy her book. Yes, I, I was interviewed in a in a, a seminar thing, and the entire time the interview kept referring to the book that was coming out that she just written. I think she, oh. in the half an hour interview, I think she must have done it about seven or eight times. And <laughs> it's it's like, uh, you know, and I thought, um, hang on, I'm, I'm, am I the person you're interviewing right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, really. I actually even said at one point, is, is it all right if I address that? 
<laughs> you know? Oh my gosh! Um, yes, I know. You know. It's so funny. Just because someone has a podcast doesn't mean that you know they have the art. There is an art to interviewing. Um, yeah, and that's actually probably one of the books I need to put out. <laughs> the, the art to interviewing. Yeah. Oh, you, know, you should. Yeah. That's something I have to write a guide. A guide for people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, so and just true. because you have a podcast, again, it's the same with your books. You've got to be social media savvy. I don't care who you are today and what business you're in today. If you're out there looking for clients or looking for to interact with people, you've got to be social media savvy. And I would say Facebook is the best one to do that because it's interactive. You can invite people. You could take a paragraph or, or statement, two or three lines from your book, and put it out there and say, you know, this is from the chapter in the book. You know, what... Yeah. what does the statement invite from you? People love to be interactive, and Facebook is the place to do it because you can do it um, so much more freely than you know 140 characters or, or Instagram, which is purely pictures and forget about comments. Facebook is the yeah. place to really be interactive, and you can really build totally tribe that way. And it's um, uh, and people love being a part of it. People like yeah. people want interactions, so be invitational. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And the other thing that, that reminded me when you were saying that is you after you write a book or even when you're writing your book, you can literally come up with a year's worth of content for your Facebook posts. People are always saying, I don't know what to put on Facebook. Pull quotes out of your book and do it in such a way that one of them might be a quote in a picture, right? One mm-hmm. of those beautiful little picture quotes and you could say, you know, from, you know, Suzanne Doyle Ingram, author of whatever, and then have the link to the book on Amazon. Or you could have something in your book that makes you turn it around and pose a question on Facebook. Have you ever wanted to jump out of a plane or whatever, you know, so you can engage with people, that sort of thing. And um, the other thing I want to say is whenever you're talking about your book on Facebook, include the link to Amazon. It is so frustrating to me when I see people talk about their book on Amazon and then one of the first comments from someone is, where's the link or how can I buy it? How can I buy it? I'm like, you have people basically screaming at you wanting to buy your book and and then you don't come back for three days to check Facebook. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it makes me crazy because people, so what happens is the author on the day that they launch, they post and they go, oh my gosh, I'm launching a book. I'm so excited. And then the next day, oh, this was so fun. I can't believe it. And they, then they stop and they don't do anything else. And so if they do ever mention their book again, they actually get kind of personally offended that nobody has the direct link to their book on Amazon. And they think, well, I, they should know. But everybody's busy. Nobody can, People probably won't even remember that you have a book or what it's about. So it's your job to remind people that you have a book and where to find it. It's not your your customer's job right. to remember where to find your book. Yeah, so, and so you know, I would say I would also say that you know, if you're r- trying to build up, you know, that fellowship where people are going to be interactive, invite them back to your Facebook page where your yeah. book and your links and everything are. And then in that Facebook page, they're seeing other comments. And, you know, it's kind yeah. of building up a community. So if you don't want them to go directly to Amazon and bypass that, you want them to be a part of that, invite them back, give you your Facebook link and say, come and be a part of the tribe. You know, I invite oh you to be a part of the community. And you, you Put can that do in that. your book. Yeah. Put that in your book and make sure that your Kindle, you have a Kindle version of your book and they're all live hyperlinks that go right to, and just decide on one thing. Just, and it, like I agree with what you're saying about Facebook. So let's say all roads lead to your Facebook business page, not your personal profile, yes. but your business page that you set up. Uh, and then people can, 
have that as sort of a hub of where to go and maybe like if it's me for example I might have like once a week I put on writing tips or something like that and so I train pe- I I would be training people to come to my page every Tuesday to find that training you know yes. and then what you could do depending on what your you know line of work is or what your goals are you could have you know hey I'm going to do a a free you know, three-week course, we're going to have a, a group call once a week for three weeks, join now, and all those people who already know who you are and already like you, they're going to join that free three-week course, and maybe that goes into a paid program, who knows. Um, I certainly don't suggest people work for free all the time, but sometimes you, you do a little free thing to get them into your program, right? Yes. Or yes. To, to want to move one step further with you, whatever that is, whether maybe you're a chiropractor, or maybe you're a dentist, or a realtor. Um, having the book, lead them to your Facebook page, and then engage with them on Facebook uh, is fantastic. You know, there's another thing if somebody has written a book that's kind of a novel type thing. And you can say, mm-hmm. you know, did you enjoy this book? Would you like to see book two? Which characters would you like to see maybe come more to the forefront if you haven't yet written yeah. it, right? You know, yeah. invite your audience to go, oh, but I love this character. I'd love you to, to make this person do this or that. And now you've actually got kind of an outline of what you all, what your readers want. And it's so much oh, easier to read that next book. But if you're not that's interacting, how idea. are you going to know, right? Yeah, and that's for fiction or non-fiction authors. Survey your readers. Survey your audience. Ask them what they want. That's how you're going to know that your book will sell because you're going to write what they want you to write. It's just incredible how how well that works. Do not um, write a book and um, get pissed off if nobody reads it if you're unwilling to do the other journey. It, it's part of the book. It's part of the series. You've got to get out there. You've also, um, I have um, a couple that I've interviewed on autism. Uh, you know, the mother wrote a book about raising an autistic child. The autistic child wrote a book about being autistic. And, uh, um, wow, and, that's amazing. And they go out and they're doing book signings all the time. And they let people know where they're going to be next. They do it as an event on Facebook. Come and see us. And uh, they're being interviewed. They're being interactive. I had a 10-year-old I had on here who wrote a book, um, a great book called 365 Days of Attitude, uh, of Gratitude with a Positive Attitude. And I was her first interview. Now she's gone across the States and been on wow. TV, been on radio, been on everywhere, you know. And it's Wow, uh, that's great. And the thing is, is that don't, don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it because you're talking about something that you wrote with passion. You wrote with conviction. You wrote it for a purpose. Stand tall with it. Be willing to take the journey with it because it will change your life, this experience of what you're doing. It's not just writing a book and changing everybody else's life. You'll see how your life will change through the response of your book, through the interaction of other people. And let, I'm going to say this word again, interaction. People want to interact with the author. They want to to be a part of that story. They want to know who you are. That's what people are hungry for. They're tired of the number. They're tired of that's just the title. Forget about who wrote it. People want to interact. So give them that invitation. If your word, if you could sum up this interview in one word with interaction, mine would be the last two syllables, action. Yes. Because that is what separates people that 
have successful books and people that have unsuccessful books is taking action. And I, like I was saying earlier, I tell all my authors exactly what to do, and some of them do it and some of them don't. And one fellow in particular, Brian Falchuk, he's a great guy. I helped him with his book, um, and he has a concept called Do a Day. And he's a life coach and a strategist. He's a really neat guy. He turned his life around completely by coming up with this concept of just do a day. If you're trying to, you know, lose weight or get in shape or quit smoking or whatever it is, just commit to one day at a time. And it's so amazing. So he did what I told him and plus his own his own ideas too. And I said, what if you were to reach out to 10 podcast hosts a week and ask, can I be on your podcast? Here's what I bring to the table. Here's my media kit. Here's the page on my, like, get yourself organized, get yourself set up. Um, and what if three of them said yes, or five of them said yes, or seven of them said yes? How many would that be at the end of the year? Just don't give up and keep going. And now, I think it's Inc. Magazine online. He's going to be doing a regular column for them. I mean, now, yes. it's just incredible, yes. the opportunities that are out there that you you don't need to know about right now, but they're there. They're invisible. They're swirling around you. Imagine them swirling around you right now, and they're yours for the taking, but you have to get in the game, and you have to take action. Yes, exactly. It's not just writing the book, and there you go, goodbye. It's about you know bringing this book to life. When, when there is a movie coming out, they probably spend more on the promoting of the movie than they do than the yeah. movie costs a lot of the time. Uh, but if they don't yeah. do that, it doesn't matter how big the actors are, how big the movie studio is, how it, it, everybody has to get out there and let people know mm-hmm. what it is, why they love doing it, the story behind it. Again, invitational. Nobody is going to be yeah. bothered unless you give them the invitation, and that invitation has got to be juicy. It's got to be inviting. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. really, and really people, important. And people, you've got to get... You've got to get yourself out there so people can get a, a taste yes. of who you are and what you stand for. And you're not going to resonate with everybody, and that's okay. Then they're not your people. Just don't exactly. push and try to make everybody like you because you want to literally get rid of those people that don't like you. Just like, okay, those go over there, and now these are the ones that really like me and engage with me on Facebook. Um, if you are, if anybody does any Facebook advertising, they go in, they can go into Audience Insights and see who they are, and you might be surprised. Like, oh, it's sixty-seven percent female between the age of forty-five and fifty-five. I did not know that. You right. know, there's so right. much you can do with Facebook and and your book, and uh, you know, l- let me just say one other quick thing that because I think that people are listening might still be thinking about selling books. So yes. when <laughs> I when I was when I first started out. And I might have said this in my previous interview. It's kind of a common story that I tell, but I think it's really important if anybody hasn't heard this before. When I started, I was making money selling books back in 2010. So, yeah, 2010. So seven years ago. I was like, wow, my first check from Amazon was $1,200. And I thought, this is great. Now I just need to do 10 more books and I'll be making 12000 a month and it'll be fantastic. And it'll, you know, but obviously what happens is, your books fall down off the bestseller yeah. list, and you've got to work your tail off to get it back up again, and then they fall down again. And then you're blogging, and you're tweeting, and you're posting, and it's like exhausting. Yeah. So in the meantime, during that whole thing, one of the seven books that I wrote that year was a book called See Jane Grow. That was going to be the series title, and it was called How to Establish 
yourself as an expert in your industry. And long story short is I launched it and barely anybody bought it. it. I thought of it as my biggest failure at the time. I hardly sold any books. So I got curious and I thought, what did I do differently here? That's weird. And I thought, well, maybe... You know, it was for women entrepreneurs. Maybe they're just not looking for this book. And in the meantime, I got a phone call from a nonprofit organization who ended up hiring me on a five-month contract to help women entrepreneurs. Um, and at the end of the year, I realized that I made more money from that one contract than I did from all the book sales combined. Right. Yeah. It's That's you- when I went. It's not about the book sales. Exactly. But you know, I'm, I'm also we hit right on what I was about to say too. Please do not, it's like I say with podcasting, if you want to be a host, forget about the fame and the glory and forget about the money. You're doing this because you are really interested in interviewing people. You really have something to say. The moment you start looking at it as fame or money, forget it. And that goes the same with authoring. You know, if, if you really get into that groove, you've really done the work and that book really speaks to people, you will see those results. But if you're going into it with that results, Please let the word sell be out of your vocabulary altogether. Yes. And also let the word Oprah be out of your vocabulary because (laughs) she's not going to call you. And and people laugh at me. Mm -hmm. Like people that, well, you know, life's really great. I'm like, no, Oprah is not calling you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to tell you that unless you're a household name. Um, but, but, but where, where, you know, where people like you know Oprah and things used to do that, please do not underestimate the power of podcasting. I call myself a radio blog because, as you know, I give people a blog with a radio show in it. Podcasting yes, yes, is just yes. purely the audio. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, again, make sure whoever is interviewing has your right information and your site. Nothing more irritating than listening to a great show and there isn't one single link for the person. That you, that's just been interviewed, and it's it's disrespectful, yes. right? Um, me too. I've seen that before, and I think, well, do, are you really going to make me do the work of yes. googling you? Well, and yes. if it's a common name, I don't know which yes. Robert Smith it is, <laughs> and I just think, come on. Exactly. Yeah. And the the thing is, though, about podcasting, and this is something that has really now really taken on for you know people that have been around for a while that really know how to do it, is. You can talk in a podcast so much more freely, openly, in depth, um, and really share exactly what it is you want people to know if you have a good interviewer than you can on a TV or, you know, a, a regular radio station because they have such tiny little slots of time to do it in. And the beautiful thing about podcasting is, you know, I've got people say, I've got an hour's gone already. Oh, how did you get that out of me? And it's because it's a safe platform for which somebody, but that's what the audience loves. That person was vulnerable. That person shared that. That made me so warm and so inviting and felt, you know, Mm. it's so embracing. And that's the beauty of it. Podcasting is enormous around the world now. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's the undercurrent, the beautiful thing of it is like, you know, a good book. Um, you know, a good radio interview really invites people to want to know more about whatever you're doing in life. So you've got to be willing oh, to yeah. do that. So you can go and do the book signings at the bookstores. Fantastic. Great. You're getting your community out there and doing it. But be willing to do the podcasting because that is what really makes you global. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And also getting back to the media kit, similar to, you know, what I sent you, so the author has to have some, 
a media kit that includes your introduction, you need to be in control of how that person's going to introduce you. And if you don't give them something, generally you give them something and they read it out and then you're in control of exactly what's being said about you. Because if you don't give them anything, how, what do you expect them to do? They have already, they're very busy. You shouldn't expect them to go and find information about you online because who knows what they're going to say. And also provide them with, with questions that are reverse engineered, figure out what you want to say in the podcast and then give them questions that they will ask you that you can answer how you want to get the answer that you want. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And for some people, yeah. you do need to do that because that's how they operate. Um, you know, obviously with me, not. I kind of I know what I'm going to do, yeah. ask about. You send me, um, I always ask for a bio, but I also mm-hmm. ask for a topic content. And, it, and you yeah. know, I'm just as much in discovery of what you're going to say as my audience is. Right? Yes. I just know a little more to ask the questions, but I, you know, yeah. you're going to say something like, "Oh, I didn't know that. I want to know more." Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's also, certainly not scripted on your show. No, definitely not. Definitely very organic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah. other thing is, when you are sending your media kit, the one of the things that I actually find very frustrating because I'm now putting it up, and um, I sometimes very have to dissect it and rearrange it for my platform. And if it mm-hmm. is in a PDF form. Um, I always ask people for word, and if it's in a PDF, oh, right. you can't extract it. So if you're being interviewed, ask them how they would like to receive the information and how big. Have a short, sweet one for people who need yeah. it, short and sweet, and and ask if you can go long. Give them the option. All right. That's great. But it's yeah. also the other thing I like people to do is have a, have a, a YouTube or a Vimo. One to five minutes max, a little bit on the topic you're going to be talking about. Because for me, on my shows, I like to have people who can read, that are interested in the reading, the visuals, the people who are interested in the visuals, the video where they can get a signature of you. So when they come to listen to the show, they feel that they're in the room listening to you. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so great. You're laying the platform. And uh, mm-hmm. that invitation for what people are coming to do, and now they're intrigued. They want to know more, right? Yes, yes, that's very good, very good. I think that's great, great advice to tell people. You know, great, you got yourself booked on a podcast. Now make sure you're proactive and ask them how would you like to receive this information and what do you need. You know, that's really great to be able to say that to them and ask them that, and then find out what they need instead of assuming anything because you never know. Everybody has their own style. And, you know, some mm-hmm. people are 15-minute interviews, some are half. You know, some of us are an hour. Yeah. Sometimes I very yeah. often go over because the, it, it's going so good, I'm not going to stop it. Um, yeah. You know, because you're in that flow. Um, if you are doing advertising in the podcasting, they're going to stop and insert an ad. That's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, uh, you, you know, you've got to be just as much in control of what you give them and your interaction with them as, as what they're doing. If you do get a publicist, believe me, I've got a few of them I will deal with every time because they're mm-hmm. very on the ball. And I've got some mm-hmm. of them that I'm sick to death of because they yeah. don't <laughs> respond back when you say I'm interested. Or yeah. All I'm getting right now, of course, in the last two years or the last 18 months has been politics, politics and what Trump and ISIS has done now. And it's, oh. and it just, you okay. get, they're just, you're on a mailing list and they saturate you. Uh, so when you yeah. find a good publicist that really is like you do with the books, you take on that person and they're your best buddies while you're doing this book and you're caring about them. You're giving personal attention because you want mm-hmm. their book to be a success. You want it to represent them. You want the journey that they're going to be taking to be one that they're proud of, that they can immerse in, that they truly have a wonderful experience with. 
And if you're going mm-hmm. to have somebody who's going to be a publicist doing that, you want somebody that really cares about what you're doing and representing you as well, just like you do with a publisher. You've got to find Absolutely. the people that care. And the other thing, though, is a lot of people don't realize how expensive a publicist is. Yes. I mean, they, they're professionals. They cost money. So, um, uh, you know, you can do it yourself, like we were talking about earlier, just getting out there, taking action, saying, hey, I want to speak for your group. I want to be on your podcast and, and putting some of the pieces in place. Well, there's another thing as a podcaster. I know I will interview anybody on your, um, from you from your publishing, from your books, because I know oh, that there's great. going to be the integrity. I know that there's going to yeah. be the content. I know that there's going to be the easy to find the book, the you know the easy access of everything else. I know that you're being supportive of the author, so it's very easy for me now to be the podcast supporter of the author, right? And the right. author feels That's comfortable, great. feels yeah. prepared. Mm-hmm. He knows what to expect. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes a great synergy instead of somebody who has no idea what they're doing or no idea what going and you know where's your book you know where's the cover where's this you know (laughs) (laughs) I know I know I know and then they say I don't know I think my publisher has it (laughs) exactly and then you can't get hold of the publisher you know and it's like why am I doing this why am I doing this I'm celebrating you I'm promoting you and yeah it should be easy for you I don't want to be pulling teeth right so Mm -hmm. um, it's Mm -hmm. not just a question of writing the book and you know we didn't kind of get too deep into the actual structure of the writing the book but there is a structure to it isn't there you know there yes, is, yeah. you don't want one Definitely. paragraph you know 20 yards long and the next paragraph a yard long there has to be some fluency and some consistency and so I think yeah. there's probably going to be another show on actually how to <laughs> physically write the book yes, <laughs> yes you have to start with an outline you have to start with an outline I don't agree when people say, oh, just sit down and write anything that comes to mind. I think, are you kidding me? Like, you're going to spend a fortune in editing because that's not going to make any sense. Yeah. You can't just start writing, oh, I had a peanut butter sandwich today, and <laughs> I think I might do some gardening later, and cheese, you know, I mean. Well, don't you write can... it like, like a journal, right? Don't yes. write it like that. Yes. You know, you, if, you, yeah. you, uh, yeah. if you have the, the each chapter's title of where you want to go, then that kind of becomes your structure building of what you put in there. Otherwise, you can go off tangent and lose mm-hmm. the person reading it completely. Yes. Well, I'm working on a webinar right now for my um, my subscribers, and so um, there's some really juicy stuff that's going in there. Some of it I've already mentioned today, but some of it is things like, you know, uh, secrets the big publishers don't want you to know and 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 really a formula like why it's okay to use a formula to write your book because your book will be uniquely yours it won't be like anybody else's it's not like anybody's going to read it and go oh this is the same formula as john smith's book um it, it makes it easier to do that and uh, you know how to write your outline and why it matters so you know, i'd love to be a guest again if you'd love yes. to have me on yes, if I, can I, I know help. the importance of, of your byline I know the importance of what you write yeah. on the back of the book. All of these types of yeah. things are very, very yeah. important. And, and yeah. if you are going to have graphics or pictures in there, where to put them, how to put them, are they speaking to the story or do you just like this picture and want to put it in? Um, yeah. Know. So, yes, we, we definitely yeah, have another show here the on the actual writing of a book. So we'll definitely do that. Mm-hmm. When is your webinar coming up? Pardon me? When is your webinar coming up? Well, when this airs, it might already be done, but I'll probably have a replay. Um, it's going to be on July 10th. Okay, great. So you just send me over the link to the webinar, and I'll put it on up here so people can catch it. 
Okay, perfect. Great. Yeah, thank right. you. I will and put then, the uh, link there. And then uh, next show, we'll definitely do that on the actual structure of writing a book. Because obviously, you've probably got steps that are kind of um, standard with whenever you're writing a book. But if you're writing a self-book or an interactive book or a novel or a business mm-hmm. book, they're going to have different structures, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Um and I don't help people write fiction at all because I don't write fiction and I feel like I can't coach people on that. Uh, but there are lots and lots of fiction writing, you know, support groups and forums and Facebook groups and everything out there. But I do work with people who write self-help books, memoirs, and um, nonfiction uh, business books. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think any person in business can benefit from writing a book. And I've worked with so many different people from fitness coaches to health coaches to chiropractors, architects, engineers, naturopaths, dentists, chiropractors. Like, I mean, it's just amazing. Sometimes they think, oh, lots of realtors. Oh, yeah, tons of realtors. Because, I mean, a realtor, every realtor needs a book as far as I'm concerned because they have such a high customer value. And, you know, I just finished one of my multi-author books uh, called Real Estate Game Changers, and one of the realtors in the book, I mean, it's literally been out for, I don't know, maybe two weeks. He's already landed a listing with the book. Right. So yeah. it's yeah. just amazing. But yeah. it, he, it's he the new calling card, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. I almost called my webinar How to Write a 96-Page Book and Use It as a Business Card. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, that's what we're looking at today is um, I've done a lot of shows on how sales have changed. And we don't mention the word sales and it's not about buy low, sell high. All of that stuff that used to be is arcade now. And it really is about being so inspirational that you are invitational, that you've got something that somebody really wants. Because first and foremost, as you said right in the beginning, people are buying you first. And if they don't like you, they're not going to buy your book. So, you know, bring yeah. on your charisma. Uh, stand all by what you've written. Own it. And what's in the book must match what's out of the book. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Excellent. Well said. <laughs> so um, please come and listen to the book that we did on business and why it actually is um, so important for your business. We did a show on that where we purely targeted business. And uh, and um, you can just click on the posting right here and it will lead you right to it. It's the author in your business books with uh, Susan Doyle Ingram. And, of course, you've got this one right now, which is uh, simply... Um, Susan Doyle Ingram on becoming an author. Um, so different styles, different types, but we are going to do another one in the series where we will be talking about how to structure a book and how to lay it out because there's an awful lot of people out there, especially coaches, and they go, I, I really need a book. And people are asking me for a book. They want to know, you know, more about this. And I can tell you some of the best books that, um, that I've read, that I've done interviews on, are those that are invite people to be interactive. Mm, yes, right. for sure. Absolutely. Not, you know, I always say to people when yeah, when you can when you have let's say at the end of every chapter you have a little, you know, exercise or you have a space for people to write in your book, that's them making a micro commitment to you. It's a yes. subconscious thing, but it is they're buying into what you're saying. I said they're picking up what you're putting down. Right. Because you've invited <laughs> yeah. them to be a part of the journey. You're not lecturing to them. You're sharing mm-hmm. your experience and knowledge with them that now invites them to take their own journey using your tools. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, my dear, would you please let everybody know 
how they can get hold of you. Um, if you've got your webinar link up right now, what that is, and um, uh, if you've got any offers or anything, what, uh, what can people expect from you right now? Okay, well, that's great. Thank you so much for letting me share. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is to go to my website at prominencepublishing.com, and when you're there, you will get a pop-up, and you can sign up for my free video course that tells you exactly how to write a book, which is really great. People really like this. Um, and it, there's 10 videos. It's all free. It takes you through how to come up with an idea, what to write about, how to write an outline. There are short videos, but it gives you a good, a good idea. You can literally take that and run with it and write a book. So if you sign up for that, then that means you're on my list and you'll get information about webinars that are coming up and other free training. That's the best way to sort of get in the loop with me. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. My name is Suzanne Doyle Ingram. I'm the only one. It's spelled S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-D-O-Y-L-E-I-N-G-R-A-M. And so my Facebook um, business page is Suzanne Doyle Ingram Biz, B-I-Z. And you can find me on there and connect with me. Click like and then we'll be connected. And so I, I'm everywhere. Uh, luckily for me, I'm the only Suzanne Doyle Ingram in the world. So when you Google my name, there's I've done I've worked for so many years on getting my name out there that sometimes you'll find like a million a million hits yes. I, I think it goes up and down between about 300,000 and a million so um, I'm out there it's very easy to find me and I, I can tell you folks of having gone through that experience um, uh, you know, with with the and my, as I said, my brother is an author, and he's gone through you know even some diehard old seasonal publishers' house nightmares. When you find somebody that truly respects your story and then guides you through it, and you know brings it out to fruition for you now to share with the world, you know it's something that you feel safe in doing. It feels something you feel proud in doing. It feels something that you feel that you're really ready now to share with the world. But having somebody that can help you along the step is a partnership, as somebody that really cares is essential. And I know Suzanne cares. I know this is her passion. I know this is her conviction. And she won't work with you unless she can work with you um, and work with your book. It's not just taking it because you're a cash. You know, she's taking it because she knows she can take it. She can bring your story to life and help you get out there whatever you need to get out there. So reach out to Suzanne and um, just even have a chat with her and see if, if there's a right fit. I'm sure listening to her today, you'll know the invitation is there and our next show we will have those video type things then we'll go through the system of actually how to write a book for what and uh and there's they say there's a book in everybody right so let's yeah, get it free because absolutely. that's what makes the world go by it's the storytelling yeah. it's it's people yeah. sharing their extraordinary things that have gone through in life and how they managed uh now living their meaningful purpose with tools and expertise that they gathered through their journey of life and that's the best mm -hmm. kind of teachings you can have and the best kind of sharing you can have. So, Suzanne, and yeah, and how you can make an impact on the world. Yes, yes, please do not. You know, you gain, you don't write the book again to be the next J.K. Rowling or, or for Oprah to call you, as you put it. You write the book because this is your story and you want to have an impact on somebody. And when you yeah. do, it becomes yeah. such a beautiful thing that you've had that yeah. impact, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being with us here today, Suzanne. Delight to have you back again, and we're going to have you back again soon. And, um, of course, you'll be you. in our next book as well, so I know it's going to be in the right hands this time. Oh, and I've been looking forward to working on it. Can't wait. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
and uh, mm-hmm. and I know that I'll be in safe hands this time, and not like, no, yeah. you've got to do oh, that, yeah. no, you've got to do that, but what did I pay oh, you for? <laughs> I will take care of you. You don't have yeah. to do anything. I do it all, I so know, don't worry. And I'm so looking forward. <laughs> I hand it over to the expert, and then I take it from there. So excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you so much. It's been absolutely great to have you back here again, and uh, folks, reach thank out. You. There's a book in you. Thank you. And, uh, and great to have you back here again. Okay, folks, so until next time, just start maybe taking some notes and writing things down and see what's within you because you have no idea. You found this beautiful coaching or you found this wonderful system or you've got this great thing to share. Uh, don't be afraid to tell it because, believe me, I promise you the world needs it right now. We need good hope stories. We need solutions. We need guidance. It's something the world needs in a very, very big way. So write that book, share, and help somebody else in life. Bye for now. See you next time.